0: Hey, welcome to the Show Mission Two Men, One Podcast Every Black Film Ever Made My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble And as always I am joined by my partner Hey, this is Vincent Williams Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are steadily inch by inch, film by film making our way down this lovely road to 300 episodes, and tonight we are once again At the home of one Vincent Williams to watch his selection Mm. for today's show. And it is a doozy from 1999. Mm. It is Forrest Whitaker in Jim Jarmusch's Ghost Dog, Way of a Samurai. Mm. But before we get into that, I want to thank and welcome each and every one of you who are watching us as we stream live via. Streamyard to facebook and youtube as well as on twitch shout out to each and every one of you out there thank you so much all of you in the chat and hello vincent hello sir and how are you i'm doing very well i can't complain one bit good to hear good to hear you know it's interesting um we we got an email and the person the the bulk of this email didn't need it to be shared Because they were just asking a question. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, they were asking more of a technical question. Okay. Stuff like that, right? All right. But they did have one small question. Okay. That I I wanted to pose, not necessarily pose, but just share with you. Okay. And it was asking, you know, um, why do we, you know, one, read the emails. Okay. Okay. On our show. Okay as well as why do we give like shout outs to people that are following us in the chat. Okay. Sometimes mention their (laughs) comments and stuff like that. Right. And I thought that that was a a very odd question because I thought it was, you know, you do it because yeah, yeah, yeah showing appreciation. Absolutely. But I started thinking about it because we got that, we got that email, like not long after the show last week. Okay. So, and it had been on my mind as I was listening to other podcasts that I okay. listened to, because, you know, unlike you, I listen to other podcasts.
1: I know. I know. And you do.
0: <laughs> One of the thing that um, I noticed is that on a lot of these shows, some small, some big, mm-hmm. they talk about, you know, getting emails from people. Uh, They talk about talking to their listeners on Twitter Mm -hmm. and things like that. And they'll even maybe share a a, a tweet or two. Okay, But for the most part, it really is just talk. So they talk about the feedback that they're getting from the people. Sure. And they'll even say like, hey, they'll pose a question out to their Mm -hmm. listeners and say, uh, you know, tell us what you think about this. But then there's never any type of follow up. Sure, Right. sure. And while I know you can't follow up on everything because it, then your show is just nothing but follow-up. Exactly. Just like we can't just do, do shout-outs all day because then it's nothing but shout-outs.
1: Sure, sure. And we need to have time to talk about, like, Gigantor.
0: Yes, yes. Well, we'll find room for a gi- right, Gigantor. Right, right.
1: A sort of the difference in the anime between the 60s and the 70s, where, like, remember it was a group of anime where, where the little boys would control the robots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then it moved into the anime of the 70s and 80s where the, the people would get inside the robot.
0: Mm. Right.
1: So we need time to talk about we that.
0: Do, we, Case in point. Right, right. But, but, but uh, please continue. What, what uh, I appreciate is that I think by doing it the way that we do it, mm-hmm. it helps build a community. I 100% agree with that. I think it helps build a community. Everybody feels um, like, the, like you know, on some small level, a little bit of ownership on the show.
1: I, I think that's 100% correct.
0: Yeah. And and it always bo- boggled my mind that other podcasts, especially like some of the smaller podcasts, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, like, Bill Simmons on the Ringer podcast, which is a, a, which is a string of sports podcasts for the most part, which you probably have know nothing about. Sure. Um, he doesn't need that. Right. He doesn't need to the, the build up the community. He's got 10, I think he got like $80 million from Spotify. He don't need it. Right? Right. But certain other smaller podcasts, I ain't gonna pick one them when I'm gonna call them by name. They should be like give a little shout out to a couple of the people I
1: mean I hear you about size being part of it I I don't know how much I agree with that like I really do feel like
0: well I okay I, I guess I hear you on that. right
1: like I, like like, like I feel like one of one of the real strengths of Tyler Perry's Empire mm-hmm. is that people feel like they are a part of his success and a part of this this community that he has built around his art. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason that people are so defensive right about him. and 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 i I give him a lot of credit for that. so so I hear you about, you know, the smaller you're, obviously you need people to be as 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 passionate as possible. But I don't foresee a time. Where I'd ever be like, like, I love, I love talking to people and I love the oh, emails yeah. and, and, and the suggestions. And we've said it before there, there are lots of, of, of books and music and movies mm-hmm. and television shows over, over the years now that I never would have known about Yeah, if we had had this sort of top heavy approach to it. Mm-hmm. For that sure. that we kind of do this and and here it is and people write in and you know thank you you know i'm uncomfortable with the word fans like i like the term missionaries cuz we are kind of all so i'm i'm not sure who i'm i'm sorry if if the person who wrote the letter Oh, no, they—they they, 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 they were just—they were just honestly wondering.
0: Just pointing that out. Just pointing,
1: just pointing it out. out. No, it wasn't they, like it, it, it wasn't like a loaded question. Oh, like, no, no, like, no, no, no. are you, so so? Is that what you're going to
0: wear? No, no, no. It wasn't it, a question they like were pointing that. it out as, as right. in, in appreciation.
1: In like appreciation. That. Okay.
0: All um, right. Because just like and Farrell Blackwell in the chat uh, uh, notes this that on other podcasts you not all but some you have to pay to be recognized. Oh, you're not contributing to their Patreon. You're oh. not a part of the end. Class. Is that real? Is that true? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. Well, that is true. Well, I, in, a, in, a, in a way, okay. that is true. That is true. Because there's a lot of people that have like Patreon. Right, right. If you pay in the Patreon, then I call then I shout you yeah, out. I'll give you a shout out of our Patreon followers. This or, is... or, or um... <laughs> You give me a dollar and I say your name? Some of them.
1: This is how you end up, end up with the OnlyFans page though. Like, you know, that's where this ends up. now your
0: nipples are out now what (laughs) now what now what well speaking as someone who has got naked on radio see see this is how it starts well
1: now you're coco in that dirty apartment man says don't you do you want to make it in this business or not (laughs) very true
0: very true but yeah there are some podcasts that are like that um george Kimona notes hey what's up george that you can make time for robots, but not care. <laughs> Shame.
1: Shame. Oh, he... You know what? You know what? Ain't no more talking to the missionaries. Thanks, George. <laughs> All right. George ruined everybody out of the pool. Everybody say, thank you, George. Thank you, George. <laughs> no more talking to the missionaries. Turn the chat off, Lynn. Ain't no more
0: chat. We turn the car around. Speaking of Trek, just to give him a little bit. Yes,
1: yes, yes, speaking of Trek.
0: Are you caught up on Discovery?
1: I am not. <laughs> Here's the thing though. Me neither. I blame you. Why? I started watching Deadwood. Oh 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 my god, you started watching I'm it. I'm on episode 3. I don't want to talk about it yet. Okay. But you, I'm you're I'm, I'm you're not ready I'm, yet. I'm, right, 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 but I'm you know. Oh.
0: Oh. oh, So good. So. It's oh god. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm not caught up on on discovery either. I got to get back to it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, it's, it's 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 funny. It's just yesterday because you know I told you I I started rewatching The Wire. Right. Because I was listening to The Wire podcast. Right. So now right. I'm watching it in, in line with them.
1: Did you Did you write them? Did they
0: say, Hey, Lynn? No.
1: <laughs> did you contribute to their Patreon?
0: No, I did not. Okay. The, the, their show was it. it It's done.
1: It's over and done with. They're done. Okay.
0: You know, I'm listening to it now. Okay. Um, but so we've gotten it. They got into season four. Okay. You know, with the with the schools. Yeah. So I started and I was on episode two. Oh my goodness. And next thing I know, I was finished the wire. Like, I didn't. I was supposed to be watching it in time with the show. Right. Right. Now I'm like two seasons ahead. That's what happens because it's so good. Yeah. It was so good so good so um oh i can't wait to when you're ready to talk about uh about uh deadwood deadwood um and aaron fry see people they, uh, our missionaries they like trek aaron fry wants to know you're caught up on lower oh D- yeah actually sh- did you ever did you finish the season well it's, it's just been the two seasons right? yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah lower Death, it's, it's it's hilarious
1: and surprisingly Trek. Well, I mean, it's based on Trek. No, no, no. I know it's Trek, but I'm just saying the spirit of Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I think it really found its rhythm and it's like a great Star Trek show.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and quiet is kept. It's the second best Star Trek show on right now. Cause I think it's better than Picard. Yeah, it is better than Picard. Not they're not hating on no, no 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 it's better it. than yeah. picard um all right um the, uh see i i can't get to the missionaries No, yeah, yeah. they got out the pool and now they're all in the chat <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta i gotta get that out of here um so oops excuse me ladies and gentlemen for a second so, um, Vincent. Yes. Because I did have something I wanted to, to run by you real okay. quick. Okay, all right. And what was that? Oh, I know what it was. A lot of running by love in front of people. All right, go ahead. Well, no, 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 no. Because this is something I saw that you you mentioned that you wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Because you said that you wanted to talk about the uh, a fairly recent movie that is yes. now streaming on Apple TV, yes, and it was called the Apple Plus. Um, Swan song. Swan
1: song. I, I think I remember when this came out, and I feel like it it may have gotten a little lost in in the sauce a bit
0: because it came out like in, in December. In right?
1: December, right? right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What I thought, yeah, it is excellent. Really, it is excellent for a lot of different reasons. I I think the the way I've been, it's almost like Philip K. Dick and Barry Jenkins got together and made a movie. Really? Like, like it is, it is so, so good. Like it it is, it is this wonderful exploration of, of technology, Mm -hmm. sort of the ethics of technology Mm-hmm. And and it's a conversation that we will probably be having, frankly, in our lifetimes. Mm. It is gorgeous, right? The acting is sublime. Um, I do not say this lightly. I think Mahershala Ali is just as good in this as he was in Moonlight. Yeah. Naomi Harris is fantastic. Glenn Close is fantastic.
0: Oh, Glenn Close is in it mm-hmm. as well.
1: Aquafina. Okay. Aw- who, oh yeah yeah she's good yeah it's it's and i i don't
0: even want to talk about what it's about oh so you don't want me to read the like the little short synopsis
1: i would actually rather you didn't okay it is science fiction right but it's very smart science fiction like it is along the lines of black mirror or or yeah the, or the film her okay. which is one of my favorite science fiction films in the past 20 years and then, you know, for for for, for our newer missionaries, one, one of my more controversial stances is that one of my favorite Black love stories is Django Unchained. Yes. Because this is one of the few films where you have a Black man mm-hmm. going above and beyond for a Black woman. Right. I'm adding swan song to it. Like this is so this fits in that same thing. This theme. is one of the most lovely black love stories I've ever seen.
0: Oh wow.
1: Like it really, really is. And then what I realized about Django is that it's not a romance.
0: Django is not
1: right, a romance. But it is a love story. Yes. And there is a there's a difference. Yes. And while this has romantic elements to it, Swan song. Swan song at the root of it this is a love story okay and 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 what you'll what you will do and sacrifice for the woman you love and it it is it is amazing really? it is absolutely amazing and and i don't have the information in front of me right now. the direction is sublime a uh, direction
0: sin- uh, i think is benjamin cleary
1: benjamin cleary and i think this is his first film
0: no it's not his first film it's not I don't think it's his first. I
1: thought it was his first full length film.
0: Oh, maybe his first full yeah. film. Yeah. Okay. All right. That...
1: Uh, the cinematography is amazing. Mm-hmm. The costumes, the 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 sets. You know, again, it's set in the near future, mm-hmm. but it it's one of those films that really has this organic integration of technology. Like like, not even the day after tomorrow. Like tomorrow afternoon. Okay. okay. You know, again, it. it 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 deals with technology in the way that the best episodes of black mirror did mm-hmm. or again spike jones is her mm-hmm. which i think it really is okay it's it's like this afternoon right with the technology but it is and and then you know my thing with the um with the apple tv the apple uh plus productions they just they just throw money at, oh, yeah. at the music licensing, like it, like it's water. So the music is is like it is it is an extraordinary film. It is the best film I've seen in a long time, and I just saw the tragedy of Macbeth a few weeks ago.
0: Wow! Wow! Okay. All right. Well, that is high praise indeed. So I gotta
1: check out. so, please. Go see Swan Song. I know we posted a bunch of love, a bunch of love um stories and, and romances for Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, over we the did. weekend, yeah. But again, this is this has shot up way to the top of my list mm. of films that that I think is just an amazing story of black love. It real because you know, we, and we talked about this. Like like the thing about our like you know it's like these dudes. Like Brian in Mahogany is a real like he a real shaky dude.
0: Very much so. Very much so.
1: Omar Epps in loving basketball oh, is not cool. Not cool at all. You don't you wonder why Tay Diggs in the best man and Brown Sugar. Like this is like these are not characters that I want the men that come for my daughter to, to be, or I want my son to emulate.
0: Hmm. But but Muhashal Ali
1: Mahershala Ali's Cameron, this is a man. Okay, this is a man right now. He loves his wife. Okay, so yes, Swan Song.
0: All right. Okay.
1: I don't know if I want to review it because we're probably not going to do it this year because we're counting down to three hundred. But I don't know if I want to do it in Octavia April or just like as a love story because. You can look. You can really deal you can with go it. Either way. You can. You can do it. Like I'm. Like look. You know me. I'm already putting it on my syllabus. Like I'm probably going to teach it in the spring in my science fiction class. All right. So yes, Swan Song. All
0: right. All right. All right. All right. Well, you heard it.
1: Yes. Vince. Vince said, "Watch Swan Song. Watch again. Swan Song. Go see it. That's go right. see it. I think. It's, I think it had a limited run." So yeah. De- yeah, depending on what city you're in, you might it may maybe yeah, like my New Yorkers and my L.A. folks might be able to catch it.
0: Yeah, but it's yeah. it's streaming on Apple TV. Watch it in the in the privacy right. and the safety. Yes. Of your own home. Yes. You know, you can microwave yourself some popcorn. Yes. And sit there and watch. Yes. With a glass of wine.
1: With a glass of wine. All right. All right. Or you know a forty. I don't know. I don't know how y'all do. I don't know how the missionaries do. That's maybe, true. Maybe they like forties. I don't know. I don't judge. No,
0: I don't. Mm-hmm. You don't look like a forties guy. A forty.
1: I've not had a forty in soul. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Even when we were having forties, I didn't like. You them. didn't like it.
0: So. Like, but yes, yeah, swan song. All right. All right. Uh, George Camona says he's putting it on the list. Please do. Right after trek. <laughs> Fair enough. George is not gonna
1: let George's George, is, George yeah. is not gonna get his foot off my neck. No, he's not. <laughs> and it's on your neck. It's not mine. I know. I know. Good thing about the pandemic is I haven't been in a place with George yeah. in like two years. So I can just see him glaring at me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what he's doing. He's glaring at you. All right, so let us get into the game show that is sweeping the nation. Oh my goodness, is it time it is already? Time. All right. Is that time. Let's get into Six Degrees of Derville Martin. Six Degrees of Derville Martin. All right. Are you ready, Vince? It's yes. All right. Now, I okay. did not watch Swan Song. Okay. I watched the I guess the other end of the rainbow. Okay. This weekend, um, I watched Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer <laughs> versus Kramer.
1: I probably have not seen Kramer first versus Kramer in like twenty years.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it had been a minute. Does does it hold up? Um, I'm I didn't. I'm still like about halfway into it. Okay. Uh, but it's good yeah it's good you know i mean i remember it being really good yeah it's really good and the kid was good oh yeah the kid uh played by uh justin henry okay yeah yeah he's really yeah yeah I'm i remember sure. it so, being good it's pretty good it's pretty good and and um i still i remember watching it the first time mm-hmm. and now i i still had the same thought this time i just don't see meryl street falling for dustin hoffman like, look man i don't see them two coming together stranger things very have happened true. very true all right but, but in but light of that in light of that i'm going to task you yes in six films or less six get from Derville martin to dustin hoffman okay
1: <sighs> Derville martin to dustin hoffman mm-hmm So what do I got Dustin Hoffman Then I got him in Kramer versus Kramer, as we've just mentioned. Yes. I've got him in. um...
0: He was also in Dick Tracy.
1: Oh, well, Dick Tracy will be that. that I'm probably going to go to him through Dick Tracy. Mumbles. Yeah. I got him in uh, Tootsie, of course. He was in Tootsie. Yes. Who else was in Tootsie?
0: Who else is in Tootsie?
1: Yeah,
0: um, is, that's a good question. Like who else is in Tootsie? Isn't, is Terry Garr in Tootsie? No. Dustin Hoffman. No, you know who's in... Oh. No, I don't know who's in Tootsie. That's a good question.
1: That's uh, Dustin Hoffman in... um, What's my Watergate movie?
0: Oh, um... Uh, uh, uh. Um, All the President's Men. All the
1: President's Men with Robert Redford. Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: It's also in The Graduate. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, um, so. I'm just trying to put you.
1: No, there. no, no, no. So Derville Martin is in To Sir With Love with Sidney Portier. Sydney Portier is in Sneakers. With Robert Redford, right?
0: Isn't that right? Uh, yeah. So where does Dervil Martin to serve with Love? I'm sorry, not to serve with Love. Guess who's coming to dinner? Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dervil Martin is with uh Sydney Portier in to Sir with Love. Sidney Portier is in Robert is in Sneakers with Robert Redford. Robert Redford is in All the President's Men with Dustin Hoffman.
0: All right. Well, you've got there. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't like that you got that. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even use, I'm, I only use a whole bunch of black people. I know. No. <laughs>
0: uh, no, no, I don't like that. This is a little quick. All right. <laughs> He was supposed to be stumped for a little while. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman. I mean, those are like big movies. Yeah, well, still. I mean, who thinks that Durville Martin and Dustin Hoffman's filmography is going to cross I mean, country? how
1: many movies do you really think about Dustin Hoffman in? What? Like, you think about The Graduate, which I completely had forgotten about, frankly. I always forget about The Graduate. You, you
0: think are you about not a fan of the graduate?
1: No, no, no. I just kind of forget about it because you know why? Because he's young,
0: right? And like I always he think
1: like him, right? I always think of like you know, like in his 30s, right. 40s, Dustin Hoffman. But like the Dustin Hoffman movies are really Tootsie, Kramer versus Kramer, and all the
0: uh, all the King's men, President's men. all the president's men, rather.
1: Well, I don't know about that.
0: I mean, there's Ishtar. <laughs> right, right. Like you said, Dick Tracy. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he wasn't Dick Tracy, wasn't he? What's what's the movie? Um, uh, Contagion. What's the one where it's just like <laughs> the monkey starts spreading his disease? <laughs> you know, the
1: one with the monkey.
0: <laughs>
1: He's in that. Like, I stayed right in the Mall Cinemax for that one.
0: He's in that movie. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I know what movie he's in that you probably like. What? Uh, the Royal Tannenbaums.
1: Dustin Hoffman isn't in the Royal Tannenbaums.
0: He is. Isn't he in the Royal because Because he, he
1: shares scenes with Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin's not in the World Tannenbombs? I think a different movie.
0: I was like, what, are you,
1: what are you thinking of?
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Now I gotta look it up. You're thinking of the Fish to Save Pittsburgh. It's not, you know. <laughs> it doesn't often is the ball in the Fish to <laughs> Save Pittsburgh. No. Um,
1: you ever think about on the Globetrotters cartoon, Curly superpower, was he turned into a basketball? Yeah. Even as a kid, I was
0: uncomfortable with that. I, that was very true. Um, I'm looking at his his big movies. You forgot Midnight Cowboy, big movie.
1: You know what? I don't know if I've ever actually seen Midnight Cowboy. Really? Like I've seen the last scene.
0: Ah, oh, that's it. Oh no, that's not what's where's, where's the movie that I was thinking of? Um, because now I'm not seeing it. it. I think it's like a West. Who's the guy that? Uh, West.
1: You you don't even know who Dustin Hoffman is. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Max Hedrum. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh. <laughs>
0: wow I can't find the movie? Well, this is uh, uh, anyway. All right. Well, you got somebody else? I guess he's not in the world. About. Well, now I don't want to give you the other person because you. I, no, How no, are no, you not going to give me the other person? The movie I'm thinking about is I Heart Huckabee's. Yeah,
1: I never saw, saw I Heart Huckabee's because it seemed like I Heart Huckabee was trying too hard.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Um, and my, my favorite Dustin Hoffman performance is in Wag
1: the Dog. Yeah, Wag the
0: Dog was a little full of itself.
1: What? yeah, it was a little pompous. Oh, Wag like Wag the Dog is a type of Wag the Dog was, Wag the 20 Dog 20 Dog was is a kind of movie that like conservatives who hate Hollywood mm-hmm. and they say Hollywood liberals and are like Wag the Dog is is that kind of movie. Like you could tell, everybody in Wag the Dog was very self satisfied. Oh, it left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Uh, Sharon Eldridge corrects me the movie wasn't called Contagion, it was called Outbreak. Outbreak, the monkey. Had, it got, it, the it, working it was title the was the one with the monkey. <laughs> that was the working
1: Outbreak, out the, the, the one with the monkey. Oh, is Lawrence Fishburne in that? No, no, it's Cuba Gooding Jr., Cuba Gooding Jr. It's, isn't Lawrence Fishburne in one of them? everybody gets sick movies because of an, uh, some type of contagion that now no one wants to watch any of those movies now because no, it's a little it cuts a little close to the bone I don't know about that um
0: uh 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 Sharon Eldridge also shouts out hook he was hook he was he was uh,
1: he Kent. was and that was, a good was. Movie. I like hook well, you always think of Robin Williams though, when you think of hook
0: you know what as much as I like that y'all, movie, y'all gonna keep
1: talking about movies where Dustin Hoffman is under like three pounds of makeup.
0: He's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's it's the title, he's the title character.
1: Dick Tracy.
0: (laughs) He was in Dick Tracy. He was a Dick Tracy. He was Robert Monroe Jr. is is um confusing his white men because he is shouting out Dog Day Afternoon, which was (laughs) Al Pacino, Pacino. (laughs) not Dustin, right? (laughs) Um Yet a great film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dog Day Afternoon is the truth. Very, very good film. Um. Oh, and the one with L- Lawrence Fishburne. Thank you, Jeffrey Thomas. Uh, that was Contagion. I
1: knew it was something where Lawrence Fishburne had on like a military uniform, and I knew there was one called
0: Contagion, and it was some people with with them outfits on. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, as Sharon calls them, those everybody gets sick. Movies. Right.
1: I don't really mess with those movies now nah Mm-mm, I don't like those movies. No, nah, no. Nah,
0: nah. Well, now, now those movies are zombie movies,
1: right? Because everybody
0: just gets right. sick and comes back, right? Oh my god! And uh, there you go. Who else you got? All right. Well, I can't go to that person now. So now I got to come. Why back. can't you go to the other person? Because the other person, the other person was the other person in in Kramer versus Kramer. So you can get there the same way you just did. Oh, right. It was Meryl Streep.
1: Right, right, We
0: did. we just right, repeating right. the same.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: All right, so I'm gonna come up. So I, uh, uh, uh I'm taking out Meryl Streep. Okay, and just off the top of my dome, top of the dome. Who you got? The first, I, don't, I, there's no way you can get to this person because I don't think there's a way that you can get to. This okay, person. Charlie Chaplin. No, it's joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this is this was somebody that came up to me earlier. Okay, get from uh Durvo Martin, Durvo Martin, six moves or less to Woody Allen. Oh, Woody Allen, yes.
1: Um I know the easiest way to get to him.
0: Oh, don't tell me there's an easy way. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There is a fairly easy way.
0: What, Woody Allen, he does not put Black people Dur- on his Duraville
1: movies. Martin is in Five on the Black Hand Side with Dick Anthony Williams, who's in Mo Better Blues with Lawrence Fishburne, who's in Take Your Pick of the Marvel movies with Scarlett Johansson, who's <sighs> in whatever that Woody Allen movie is with Woody Allen. So that's the easiest way. Ah, uh, Damn
0: it. Forgot about that. Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel movies. Speaking of Marvel movies. Who else is in?
1: Um, Because this is what I'll do. I'll just do Woody Allen movies that I like. And it's only three of them. So I like Sleeper. Uh, wow.
0: You went way back.
1: I like Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. I think it's overrated, but I like it. Okay. And I like what's what is it the uh the the radio movie?
0: Oh, that's um. I know exactly. Oh, uh, shoot! I know exactly which one you're talking about. It's about the radio performers. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I can't
1: think. Yeah, of those one. are the only three Woody Allen movies I like. So I'll use. You know,
0: like the one when what's the one where he overdubs the um. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like
1: that. So, is anybody in Sleeper? Like who all is in Sleeper? I think I like I'm sure one of them actors, there's some crossover between those actors and Durville Martin.
0: Oh, that's that's interesting.
1: And if not them, the um what is it like? Is it Bullets
0: over Broadway? Is that the 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 the, the radio the radio movie? I think that sounds about that sounds right. Uh Sleeper, Woody Allen, Diane Keaton. I didn't think she was in that. Um Don Kiefer. Barlett Robinson, John Beck, Douglas Rain. That's the entire cast. I don't know any of those people. Diane, Outside, of course, Keaton. Diane Keaton.
1: And I guess she's the only big
0: one in Annie Hall. Well, yeah, her and Well, I mean I guess it's probably like, you know, like he uses a lot of those New York yeah, actors, so yeah, Bullets Over Broadway is. Dan Keaton
1: was in the um, um, what was those? What were those movies? It was. Oh
0: no 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 no.
1: I keep on. What were those movies? It was Steve Martin in the nineties with with the daughter. What was it? Oh, Father the Bride. Is that Diane Keaton with him as his wife? I believe so. Is that Diane Keaton? Yeah, I believe so. I believe Dervil Martin is in the Jerk.
0: Derville Martin is not in the jerk.
1: Is somebody black in the jerk? No, it's not no. What no. his family? Who's his? Who's his family? Who's who's who? Steve. Remember, Steve Martin was raised by black people in the jerk.
0: Oh, uh, you know how long ago has been I, since I've seen that movie? Let me let's look it up. The jerk.
1: Yeah, there's somebody in there with Steve Martin because I I'd, I. I'd, that was one of my exercises. I got to Steve Martin from Durville
0: Martin. Let's see. Bernadette Peters, Mabel King. Okay. Richard Ward. Oh, right.
1: Richard Ward and Mabel King. Is that it? Uh, I don't know why I thought Durville Martin was in the jerk. Because I, th- I thought I could get to Steve Martin pretty quickly.
0: I uh, know. You know who you're thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Your boy. Who? Dick Anthony Williams. Dick Ant- that's what it
1: is. That's what it is. So yeah, Durville Martin is in Five One of Black hand out with Dick Anthony Williams. Dick Anthony Williams is in The Jerk with Steve Martin, who's in Father of the Bride with Diane Keaton, who He's is in, in everything Annie Hall with Woody Allen. And um you said she was in Sleeper. Yeah. And in Sleeper with Woody Allen. So that's two just using the movies that I like. And then who's in uh
0: am I thinking about Bullets over Broadway? You know what? I, I'm I'm looking it up. I don't think that was actually Bullets Over Broadway. What
1: was the name of that movie? I'm going to find it, like,
0: out next. Bullets Over Broadway is talking about a playwright, which is, you know, not... Is that even Woody Allen? No, no Bullets Over Broadway is Woody Allen, but it's I don't think that is the... The movie. Um, hold on. and I know I know, everybody's shouting it out in the chats, so, and I'm going to look it up myself. Radio Days.
1: Radio Days. I like Radio I Days. Thought, and I
0: thought it was more on yep. the note. Yeah,
1: I like Radio Days a lot. Who else is in Radio? Who's in Radio Days? Uh,
0: in Radio Days, we have um, Woody Allen. I'm just going to read the names that you would not know. Um, Seth Green, Danny Aiello. Oh, well, Danny Aiello. Jeff Daniels larry david uh yes that larry david mia farrow uh diane keaton of course of course julie kavner um uh, <laughs> not a lot not a lot of brown faces i
1: mean it's never any brown faces i know
0: i know yeah uh, uh, diane wiest uh, yeah but sean
1: but danny Ayella. Isn't do the right thing with um, Spike Lee, who was in Mo Better Blues with Dick Anthony Williams, who was in Five on the Black Hand side with Durville Martin. Danny Aiello was also in Harlem Knights with Eddie Murphy. Who was in Boomerang
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, um, what's my man's name? Plays the father in John five No, no. Plays the father in five on the black hand side.
0: Oh. Uh... Just
1: look it up. You don't remember his name because I don't remember his name. I, I, it's, I'm it's,
0: looking at the I'm looking at the chats here, and Farrell Blackwell is telling me that uh, Lynn, you got to start going in the other direction. <laughs> Pick actors and films before the '60s. Look, I was about to throw Betty Davis at him, but I was like, I, I thought that would be unfair. Betty Davis. <sighs> what is Betty Davis, and that I can think of? Well, she's in whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, but who's
1: I'm I'm just trying to think who's around
0: her. Well, in there you've got Joanne, uh what's her name? The the um No Wire hangers? Joanne Crawford.
1: Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford.
0: She was also in her most famous movie, Mildred Pierce. The original. Yeah.
1: I can get I can get to them through Catherine Hepburn. And, ah, um, see, that's the thing. And well, um, I guess,
0: yeah, you could connect
1: them. And uh, what's his name, Spencer? Spencer Tracy, yeah. See, they it's, but I'd need your help,
0: yeah. They, those two will take you, they'll get you back, down. yeah, they'll get you back down to the 30s, yeah. So,
1: well, off the top of the dome, I, right. I probably can't get to Betty Davis,
0: yeah. So, but
1: next week, next week, we'll, next we'll next start week. with Buster Keaton. Next week, we'll start with buster key what's the last movie charlie chaplin made
0: oh it was a movie it's not a really great movie um where he's an old man <laughs> well, Yes, in france i think i can't remember the name of it and it's a talkie of course mm-hmm. um it's more of a curio it's not like a wholly bad movie but it's mm-hmm. just not I'm going to look that one thing up and then we're going to get to the rest of our show because I don't want to live. I feel like I'm leaving on a cliffhanger. (laughs) Don't answer that question. Um, Charlie Chaplin's last film. Let's see. Let's go to his. Can we just get to his filmography? Thank you. I mean, because the man did so many things. Um, The movie I'm thinking of is Limelight. Okay. That's the name of, from 1952. Mm-hmm. Um, but technically they're saying that he had he was in a couple of films after that. He made an appearance in accounts from Hong Kong um, from 1967. No, he directed it. Mm. <laughs> wow. Starring, he didn't star in it, even though he probably shows up in there. Marlon Brando and Sophia Loren. So it's not like it was a small movie, right? Right. And then he did a, a in 1957. He did a uh, his last leading role was in a King in New York. But Limelight is the movie that most people consider it. Like his
1: who is it? Who is he with? In Limelight, yeah.
0: No, and it, like he is the star. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's nothing like like a big movie or anything like that. But um. Is it just him by himself? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. It's uh, he's a washed-up comedian who saves a suicidal dancer played by Claire Bloom from killing herself, mm-hmm. and both try to get through life.
1: Right, right, right. Well, saying. if he was in that movie with Marlon Brando,
0: but he he wasn't in it. He he, he just directed. directed. It. Okay, All He right. just directed it. All right. Were you trying to get to the Godfather to get to Diane Keaton to get to Woody Allen? Right.
1: Why would I be trying to get to Woody Allen? I'm trying all right. to get to Durville Martin.
0: Oh, so so so, what? how does Marlon Brando get you to Durville Martin?
1: Oh, because he's an apocalypse Now with Florence Fishburne. All right, yeah, all right. Then you kind of go back from there. All right, well, we're not. Let's all t- right, I'm done with you. All right, I'm done with
0: you. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> I like it. I know you do. It's a fun- It's a fun exercise. We only got 10 more shows of this. Come up with somebody else. See you get from Oscar Michelle to all these people. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun game. Never mind. Oh, real quick, quick um, note. TCM. Yes. Has been showing Oscar Michelle movies. Yes. And they actually have a documentary. Yes, about Oscar Michelle, so people, check that out.
1: Absolutely. Tuesday. Absolutely. Alright. Um Was Oscar Michelle in that movie with Paul Robeson? No. Because he plays a policeman in one of his films, but it's not Heart and Soul?
0: I don't believe it's in Heart and Soul. Okay. Alright. I'm going to say it's not. Okay. Because I don't want you to- <laughs> Already making your way. To say, making your connection. T- you, <laughs> you, you, you know. <laughs> you just, just need me to input your computer. Yes. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: but we'll continue next
0: week. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Um, and and for those who don't have TCM, because a lot of people have cut the cable cord. Yes. As George Kimona points out to me, you can also see that documentary on hbo max
1: yes you can because tcm
0: is a hub on there yes yes it is let's get into our review of ghost dog okay the way of the samurai all right
1: we'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it
0: Even if a samurai's head were to be suddenly cut off, he should still be able to perform one more action with certainty. If one becomes like a revengeful ghost and shows great determination, though his head is cut off, he should not die. we got a really big problem, at home. What we need to do is eliminate the scumbag Rank rank. Mr. Vargo wants every member of his family to make it a priority to erase this window
1: This killer needs to be neutralized, erased from the face of the planet. This guy is a professional. Going after him could be very dangerous. four years this guy has done maybe 12 perfect contracts perfect
0: like a ghost ghost dog the way of the samurai a 1999 crime film written and directed by jim jarmusch forrest whitaker stars as the title character the mysterious mafia hitman ghost dog uh who follows the ancient code of the samurai as outlined in the book of yamamoto to Suntomo's recorded sayings hagakiri right practice that for quite a while all right um I'm
1: just gonna say the way the samurai
0: <laughs> this film which stars a forest Whitaker uh Henry Silva mm-hmm. as well as a very young camille winbush her first appearance and a plethora of older white guys yeah 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 (laughs) written and directed by uh independent darling jim jarmusch this was vincent selection for this stop on the michaud mission and featuring music yes sir the one and only rizza of the wu-tang clang Vincent what say you of Ghost Dog the Way of the Samurai? I think
1: it is very appropriate that you refer to Jim Jarmusch as an indie darling mm. because he is a writer and director who lived in that world, the sort of art house film independent film world and the 90s I think were were a really good time for these movies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and or you know the the movie house, the art house movie movie, and I always thought about Ghost Dog as almost Jarmusch's commentary on a type of film. Okay, that was really in its heyday at this point. It's nineteen ninety nine, so. I think many of us were, were, were aware of like the John Woo films mm-hmm. because of Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. who this is, Quentin Tar- this is a couple of years after Pulp Fiction. So Quentin Tarantino has had amazing crossover success. A bunch of people kind of found their way to certain um, aspects of international film, but particularly John Woo because Quentin Tarantino "Quote unquote," and these is a real hard quote unquote Mm -hmm. borrowed heavily Mm -hmm. from the work of you know hard boiled, the killer, a better tomorrow, so on so forth. I I think we were also at a moment where where there was a, a a a new appreciation of the Shaw Brothers films. Yes, you know many of us who watch those films in the seventies and eighties were now adults and, and had this great affection for those films. We'll get to Riz in a moment. Certainly Wu-Tang Clan w- was part of this uh, appreciation. Uh, I don't know what month it came out with ghost dog came out first or the matrix came out first, mm. but, but the matrix is coming out this year. Crouching tiger hidden dragon is the next year. So that is certainly part of the film conversation i would even go so far as to say um akira kurosawa's films yeah i seem to remember this was a moment where they were getting runs Mm -hmm. so although you know kurosawa's japanese and the shaw brothers and john woo were chinese there was this sort of almost asian film renaissance and this film plot wise very much fits into this kind of tradition right of of this lone hit man who works for some organized crime mm-hmm. and a hit goes wrong mm-hmm. and then there are the repercussions from the hit usually involving a young girl like i think i, I think i just described the plot of the killer thank you like one way or like i'll pretty much describe the plot of the killer the killer or the professional the professional, the, I think the professional, you can bring that in that conversation too. Mm-hmm. An, another film that I think is very much inspired right. by the work of John, but that's, that is that is the plot of the killer.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, right, you are right, you're right. But
1: the professional as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing about Jim Jarmusch is he he's always had this really kind of skewed perspective. Mm-hmm. the way he makes his work and, and i have to say i run hot and cold with him but although that's the plot of this film right the way he approaches it is this really kind of almost funhouse mirror approach to it where where in a lot of ways he deconstructs this this plot mm-hmm. and then puts it back together in a really funky way first all of these films are are inspired by the samurai and, and, you know, again, the ronin and these warriors who have this code of honor. This character, Ghost Dog, literally fa- fashions himself a samurai. Yes. Like he follows the code of the samurai in modern times where where he's got a carrier pigeon and and he lives this very plain life, this Spartan life. Ghost Dog. Is black, so there's a black man in the city. They never name the city, but you no. assume it's New York. It looks very Staten Island, Long Islandy. It's filmed in Jersey, Jersey City, Jersey City. Not only is Ghost Dog black, mm-hmm. but this character is played by Forest Whitaker. Yes, who, not to put too fine of a point on it, you know how these actors come into the Marvel. You were talking about the Marvel movies. And they go and they get the Marvel workout. Yes. Where you see them before they go into the Marvel movies. And then after about 10 months, they're all ripped. Mm -hmm. And now they're Marvel movie people. Mm -hmm. Forrest Whitaker did not go through that training. No, Forrest Whitaker very much looks like Forrest Whitaker. Yes, he does. But he's a samurai. Yes. The criminal organization that he's working for is the Italian Mafia. Mm -hmm. But it is so stereotypical that it becomes absurd. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about, it's it's a bunch of older white guys. This really is central casting of this kind of movie mobster. right? Headed by Henry Silva, Mm -hmm. who at some point, I got to take a minute with. Can I just tell you how much I love Henry Silva? <laughs> I have I've loved Henry Silva since I was a kid. Yeah, and he's the perfect person to play the head of this family mm-hmm. because he looks exactly like a movie mobster. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Silva, it's a great cast. It's a great cast, as you mentioned, um, Camille Winbush. Mm-hmm. This is her first film
0: and, she, and,
1: and she's fantastic. She is absolutely fantastic. And, and I have to say, I have always been a fan of Camille Winbush. I think the work she did on Bernie Mac was never as celebrated as it should have been for a young actress. And frankly, I think she should have a career like Zendaya or Yara Shahidi. Like I really think she's a great actress um, besides Henry Silva you've got john um john tormi mm-hmm. who plays louis who is who is ghost dog's handler great character actor shows up throughout the 80s and 90s and brings this real kind of weary weary working classness to this character he's in it and he speaks french the entire film yes Isaac Banquoli as Raymond. I love Raymond.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love Raymond uh, he, as as the as the French-speaking ice cream man. Right. He's so personable. He's so dynamic. He's got a great face. He's got like he just really inhabits this role. And then you have Forrest Whitaker, who for most of the film because he's playing the samurai is emotionless right and and no one plays dead-eyed like like forrest whitaker like his face it's it's the stillness Mm -hmm. that he gets Mm -hmm. until he doesn't like you have these wonderful split seconds where he comes alive where you realize that the stillness is an act At one point they destroy his bird coop. Yeah. And just silently his eyes are flitting back and forth because he's you know, he's he's really upset about it. Later in the movie, he has to pretend to be a realtor. And he's it's it's almost like somebody switches something inside of him.
0: Yeah. He's Bob Solo.
1: Bob Solo working for the realty company. The script is fantastic. This script captures the absurdity of the storyline, mm-hmm. the absurdity of these people's lives. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it shows how they all have this this aspect of their lives in common where they're all sort of putting on. Like everyone is playing a character. Yes. As absurd as it is that ghost dog is a samurai assassin who looks like Forrest Whitaker in 1999 on a rooftop swinging a sword around. It's just as absurd. These men playing mafioso Mm
0: -hmm.
1: based on what they think mafiosos should act like. Mm -hmm. You've got these wonderful, surreal moments throughout the, you you know, it's, it's all of these images of the birds, Going back and forth, I love how it transitions. Talking about the absurdity, I love how how Jarmusch transitions between the action going on mm-hmm. and the cartoons mm-hmm. that the characters are 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 That's continuously watching. Yeah. So you know, Ghost Dog sees a woodpecker; they show a Woody Woodpecker cartoon. There's this ridiculous cartoon conceit where a policeman shoots bullets up some pipes. That come out of the shower head uh, to hit the villain in the cartoon, but then Ghost Dog also executes somebody similarly. Yes, he does when when he un, when he unscrews a pipe. And I think just on the level of absurdity, it's a it's just a fun movie. It's a fun, good movie. But what I what I end up liking the most about this film, and frankly, I think the reason this film endures. Because this is a film that people, like, this is a film, again, I think Jim Jarmusch, if people know a film by him. This is it. I think this is it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, maybe Broken Flowers. Right. But but this is his big, if he has a crossover film, this is it. Mm -hmm. Because I think ultimately, even with the absurdity of all of it. There's this real poetry to this film. There's this real poetry to how Ghost Dog moves through this world. There's, there's this real beauty in how Ghost Dog has this relationship with Perlene, who is Camille Winbush's character's name. The, the, he has this relationship with um, Raymond, who's the ice cream man. Hell, he has a relationship with Louie, mm-hmm. who's his handler. His retainer. His retainer. And there's all this talk about the old ways, whether we're talking about the way of the samurai or, or, you know, apparently the way of the mafia. And you end up by the end of the film respecting the beauty of it. And I think the fact that Jim Jarmusch is able to do all of this in the same film is is again the reason why the film endures and it's you know it's a great film
0: you finish yeah oh yeah I couldn't disagree with you more um, really 100% wow 100% Um, I think that this film first of all you point out the absurdity of the characters and and the things that are happening in this film. And even there's even a moment when the absurdity of it is pointed out in the script. Yeah. When the Louie has to explain to these other mobsters of exactly how he came to you know have Ghost Dog be his his hitman. Mm-hmm. And he has to tell them, like you know, well, I only pay him once a year. It was on the first of first day of autumn, <laughs> um, and even then, you know, it's when he sends me these, you know, this, these uh, passenger pi- pigeons with these notes. To which we, then we have some guys that passenger pigeons, <laughs> passenger pigeons have been extinct since 1914. <laughs> That's an extremely absurd moment. <laughs> because the one guy is like, he's like, what? Wait, 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 what, what? Pigeons? No, no. He just says birds. <laughs> Henry Silvers then asks, What species <laughs> of birds?
1: You know oh, you're okay. selling it to me right now. See, because
0: <laughs> that, that is a great scene. That is a great scene. I'm not going to lie. That's a great scene. I laughed out loud at that scene. Rewilded and watched it again. I enjoyed that scene. That scene comes 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. About. It's only a couple of minutes. And it comes out of nowhere. Because up till then, this film... Which is promoted as a crime drama. Go ahead. Capital C. Capital D. Go ahead. Crime drama. Up to this moment, this film is very, very serious. From Forrest Whitaker's Ghost Dog giving us actual readings. From the way of the samurai, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, in voiceover to what he's being, what he's reading, coming up as script on the screen, you know. So, wanting you, we don't want you to just hear it; we want you to read it.
1: Yes, this is very serious. Because this is
0: very serious. This is very germane to the mood Mm -hmm. and the the mindset of the ghost dog. So he's going to make sure that this permeates into your brain. And unless and you think that we don't realize that we're giving you a lot of words to go over, we will now follow these words with five minutes of ghost dog walking. <laughs> yes. Which will be accompanied by an additional minute of ghost dog looking. Yes, just so that you can have the time to eat on what you have just heard and read. And here is a RZA beat that he gave us for free to play over this scene. That's the first 45 minutes of this freaking movie. So that when the, the bird conversation between the gangsters pops up, Yes, it's funny. Yes, it's a great scene, but you're happy because something happened. Up until then, there's nothing really happening. First first of all, and then you said that this is a hit that goes wrong. Technically, as we are made to learn, Louie, who is Ghost Dog's handler, hires Ghost Dog, to kill a mobster. Yes. Ghost Dog kills said mobster. Yes. There's a girl that is there. Yes. He does not kill the girl. He doesn't know who the girl is. Right. But he does not kill the girl. He does his job and goes off. This is not a hit that goes wrong. He did his job. Yes. Because you then learn that the person that he... That Louis had him hit a made man. And now... For reasons that are uh, that are only tangentially explained, the people who were led to believe told Louis to kill the mobster. Yes, now they're covering their tracks. This is this is half of these movies I, that it, that didn't make any sense to me. How does that what part doesn't I'm sorry, make sense? It didn't make, it, it didn't make any sense to they me. They
1: said dude from the very beginning they say they gotta hit what's his name's like Pretty Ricky mm-hmm. or handsome, whatever it is, but they have to make it look like they're not really doing it. They're pissed because he's sleeping with the boss's daughter. Right. And they gotta take care of this real quiet, like, cause pretty Ricky, like you said, is a made guy. Well, it's handsome Hank or something.
0: I'm gonna call him pretty wicked Ricky. But the man has a name, it's handsome Hank. But any, but either way, either way, so they you want to make it look like it's not it, that it wasn't them that right. did. Right. So Louie gets the black samurai guy to kill the black samurai guy who, if no one told told you, you wouldn't know that he had anything to do with the mob. Everyone panics.
1: I think why? Because they're not that competent. Which is what the whole kind of movie is like. The whole the whole movie is
0: incompetent. It's not. It's, it's, it's you're bugging. Not you're not actually bugging. bugging right now. I'm not bugging. It's not. It, it that story first of all is 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 paper thin. It, it's, it's all of these
1: stories... You. Oh my god. You act like the story isn't paper thin in all these movies. Well, it's not in all of them. But <laughs> okay, all right. If you talk about the actual plot
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the killer. Yeah, of the professional
0: yeah of better tomorrow of all these movies mm-hmm. all of the plots okay the plots are, are pretty thin they're pretty thin so what they're hanging on is is one the the acting yes two the, the style set, the, the style yes and three the set pieces okay? yes so if I'll give you that the, that the uh, these type of films a lot of them share this thinness of plot okay? Let's go to acting. I don't care what Jim Jarmusch says, who says that he wrote this role specifically for Forrest Whitaker. I think Forrest Whitaker is miscast in this film. To me. That's the point! I I understand that he's not supposed to be what you picture as a samurai. I get that. But I'm saying that what i think he's doing in this film i don't think it's it's not convincing to me okay where you you see dead eyes i i am just i'm left unfazed by anything that he is doing on the screen right and and like he the only thing that fazed me a little bit is that after he kills somebody with a gun Yes, he does a little D- sword flourish with it because he's absurd, because it's ridiculous. Okay, I understand that. I understand that. But if Rob, like, uh, what's his name, Roger Ebert, in his review of this movie, he said that one, the way he had to look at this movie was that there was something wrong with right, right. With like he's Army. actually got some head issues, right, and, yeah. and detached from, from uh, reality. reality. A And I I get, if you look at it from that that lens. Yeah. But the only way that, even with that, I could continue to make sense of this movie is that if I'm also looking at it as not a crime drama, but maybe a dark comedy. Well... And the reason for that is because these gangsters, who you say, yes, these older gangsters, yes, they are incompetent and, and ridiculous, and they are ridiculous, and they don't seem to be, despite the how they try to come across as the most, you know, well-to-do, um, gangsters because like they owe rent at their little <laughs> club, <laughs> like all of their houses have for sale signs, yes, um, like. They're literally low rent. They're, li- they're literally, literally low rent. Um, They look, they look like they were maybe, their heyday was maybe back in Al Capone days. Um, so looking at the lens, like, okay, I think you're not supposed to take them that this seriously. So this is supposed to be kind of like a little slanted comed- comedy. But then from that standpoint, I'm still not feeling it because it ain't funny. Oh my goodness! It's so it's not it's not it's it's look, look. It's, it's not dramatic. Look, look, it's not funny. So then, okay, I have to lean on the style of the film, Mm-hmm. right? I think this film is badly edited. I think this film is badly shot. I think it's badly directed. Oh my goodness! I don't I I I don't think there's anything. You know don't get me wrong, you don't have to be like super avant-garde with your staging or anything like that, but I don't think that there's anything really, you know, like earth-shattering about it. It, it looks competent at best mm-hmm. in, in, from that standpoint to me. Um, I think, you know, Forrest Whitaker aside, it, his being miscast, I do think you're right. Camille Winbush for what she's asked to do is great in this film. Uh, definitely, you know, it, she's being introduced. She's a younger younger actress at this time. I think she's very good in, in the film. Uh, I think the Raymond character for what he's doing, spot on in the film. Everybody else, I don't know what they're doing. It, it's just leaving me absolutely cold. And I don't, while I th- Think there's a little bit of a relationship that you can see between Raymond and Ghost Dog. It's each other's best friends, despite not being able to understand what each other is right. talking about. Again, a comedic bit, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, very, very, very speaking of Charlie I, Chaplin and old Abbott and Costello type. Right. Yeah.
0: But I don't necessarily see the connection between her him and perlene i know what this movie is trying to make me see i don't necessarily think i see the it it happening there mm. right and that's me i think the movie is way longer than it needs to be i think the rizza shows up for for you know the the yeah. bony shows up i think the rizza's music in this In this, and this is the first film that he actually scored. Right,
1: this is his first score.
0: So it's not, it's not really so much of a score Mm -hmm. as you are meant to think of, as as opposed to just you know RZA beats on there. Some of the beats are, are are good. Some of the beats are a little like, what are you doing here, RZA? I don't think any of the beats, to be honest. Do anything for the film, but I'm not going to knock. this like this is his first time at back mm-hmm. doing this so I'm not not going to knock it. And and RZA would would grow and mm-hmm. is an, an accomplished composer mm-hmm. at, at this point, so I'm not going to knock that. But 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 that being said, that still didn't. That still leaves me cold because it's just not doing anything for me. At least, at least if the beats are banging, then maybe I'm I'm buying into some of these scenes. There's a scene where he's like the Bob Stone when he goes up to do the shootout uh, uh, of the house. It's it's badly staged. It's slow. I'm not fi- I, I I can't even get invested in the action. But of it. I think that's the point. Like it's all um, like like again. So the point is, this not, is not Wesley style? Snipes in Blade. No, I understand. I, it's not. It's, I'm not saying. Force and he's not slow. fighting. You know, the elite
1: hitmen from that they sent down to help with the problem. Like I think, then why do it in slow motion? I don't think it's in slow motion. I think this is how they actually moving. No, it's
0: actually in slow motion.
1: Like I think it is. I I honestly think. He is deliberately doing this, showing the absurdity of it. Mm. And it works for me. You, you know, again, I will I will say this, and then I was just sort of thinking about what I just said, even. I do think this is a film that works best. As a response to these other films, okay. On its own, in, I mean, quite honestly, uh, what I what I think is it's the Jim Jar- Jarmusch thing. I think his his whole style, like like he has this kind of languid style generally, mm. where you could argue <laughs> the stuff is too long.
0: Huh.
1: And that's you know like again I like broken flowers, I like a little bit of coffee and cigarettes. Uh, what was it? Down by law. That's one in prison. Yeah. But look, either look. I don't. I like it sometimes. Like I liked. I liked. It was almost like a meditation, and and I think that's how he meant it to be. Again, going in concert with the way of the samurai, See, but- and again. I like the absurdity of it being Force Whitaker's ghost dog doing it. I think if you have basically Blade, mm-hmm. you you know, like Wesley Snipes is Blade, who's also basically a samurai. Mm-hmm. Like you have all those scenes in the first Blade where you, you know, he's he's you know practicing in this, and it's like, yeah, this this is an actual dude. But I do, I really do think part of the whole theme of this movie. Is people putting on these costumes and then they do or do not fit or, or rather they don't fit perfectly. So, you know, everything that you're saying didn't work for the reason that you say it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Those are the reasons that it worked for me.
0: Okay. I mean, look, why I it's why the two of us, I just don't see I don't, i I just don't see it. I mean, I understand you're saying that people putting on a a a, a costume and they're like they're role playing in this joint, but it's like, dude, who's got time for for that, man? They who who has time for it? A homeless dude living on a roof
1: and some low rent gangsters who can't pay their rent. That's who has time.
0: Yeah, but you say at one in one hand you say that like you think this is. film's got like like this meditation. Yeah. And the other hand, you say it's got this absurdist quality. I, I it's think like it, it's got to pick a lane. No, it does. Why I, does it have to pick a lane? Because they they keep bumping up against each other, and then the end makes it you no. Know, the end is boring, and I, I don't know what you wanted. I, I wanted a you better wanted movie. Some more explo- I wanted to be entertained. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. Mi- I don't mind a talky. Hitman crime film. I don't mind that at all. See, and I think that's
1: like you said, it's built as a crime drama. I don't know if Jim Jarmusch built it as that. Like I, well, think, I don't know what I don't think he knows what he built it at. Right, you're right. I think the the, the movie companies built it as that.
0: I think I honestly think it, it, it's supposed to be a comedy. I think it's supposed to be a black comedy. And as a comedy, I don't think it is that funny. I don't
1: think it's supposed. To, I really do think it's supposed to be absurd.
0: Well, like you think about moments
1: like the guy building a ship on top of the apartment building.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's just this absurd moment.
1: How's he going to get it down? It It is absurd. Right. But I think that's the movie. I think the movie is absurd. Well, it's not funny. I, I don't think absurdity is always funny. I think there are funny moments within absurdity, but I think a guy in the basement. Unscrewing the pipe while a mafioso is doing you you know flavor yeah, flavor
0: flavor and
1: then he gets shot through the pipe isn't funny, but it damn sure is absurd. It is absurd. Like this is ridiculous. Okay. I know that conversation and and, and we are we totally agree on that, like it's the best scene in the movie mm-hmm. with these three mafiosos talking about names, and all these people yeah. have names and this and this. and then of course. The punchline, which you see coming a mile away, yes, you know, gets what he Sammy, I actually wrote down their names, like, um, Sammy the Snake, Joe Rags. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's like, oh, the, these black guys always have all these weird names. He says, oh, it's like Indians, and they they're Sitting Bull and this that, and the other. This is just what they do, right? All right, get Sammy the Snake, Joe Rags, and this that, and the other, and it really is. I really do think it's all very deliberate,
0: and I like you know well, I love I think it. It's deliberate. I just was not entertained by it. And Henry Silva, anything I thought Henry Silva was
1: the biggest star on earth when I was a kid. Really? I mean, you know I why? Because like, he was in all this stuff that I watched. Like I swear he was on Love Boat all the time. know well, yeah, he was in Ocean's Eleven. He was. In- um. Yeah. You ever watch Megaforce? Have you ever seen Megaforce? I don't. Really from the eighties. Oh, it's 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 a it's a terrible schlocky science fiction movie <laughs> from like nineteen eighty four. But let me tell you something. I was obsessed with Megaforce. I don't I don't even think I've ever. Heard <laughs> and he plays the bad guy in Megaforce. Of course. It's like Megaforce is like someone wanted to make a GI Joe movie. Mm -hmm. A live-action G.I. Joe movie, but they didn't have the licensing to G.I. Joe, nor that much money. (laughs) (laughs) We should make a G.I. Joe movie. You got the license? No. How much money you got? I got $9. All right, let's make a movie. (laughs) But I was
0: obsessed with Megaforce. Megaforce with uh, Barry Boswick.
1: Barry Boswick.
0: That's right. Michael Beck. Michael (laughs) Barry Boswick was the star. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh persis kambada (laughs) he was the asian guy no persis kambada is a woman oh right she was the love interest right um who made her claim the fame before that wait is that the is that the one from star trek the movie yes (laughs)
1: that's right that's right
0: There's never been a superhero like Ace Hunter. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never.
1: Heard of- oh, Megaforce. I was obsessed with Megaforce. I saw Megaforce and I was like, oh, shit, they talk about Star Wars, but this is it right here.
0: I've-
1: I was all about Megaforce.
0: I've never heard of this
1: song. <laughs> Anyway, Henry Silva played the um villain.
0: Yes, he, he did play the villain. I, I do see that. Henry Sil- Henry Silva as Guerra. He was vaguely ethnic. Of course he
1: was. And again, Henry Silva as the as as the head of this
0: of
1: this uh branch of the mafia. Perfect he's perfect like, like Henry Silva was perfect
0: yeah. as the head of this family you can tell Henry Silva is is in this film and I don't care what's coming out of his mouth <laughs> his inner monologue is I was in Ocean's Eleven <laughs> He was in a bunch of, he was in Cannonball Run 2. Well,
1: well, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, Henry Silva, I thought he was the biggest star on, you know, I didn't understand how reruns worked when I was a kid. Oh, so you didn't know. So I just assumed you were always on, t- you know, that's why Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake, has freaks me out to this day. Because Leonard Nimoy is in, a, and Leonard Nimoy, spoiler, y'all, Leonard Nimoy dies like halfway through the movie. Yes, he does and that really freaked me out when i was a kid cuz i was like leonard nimoy is one of the biggest stars in the world how could something happen to him like he's on tv 3 times a day <laughs> this is my fourth time seeing leonard
0: nimoy today how could something happen to him you know i always like him uh henry silva why because he was uh in buck rogers in the 20th yes! century yes 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 he yes he was yes he was <laughs> henry is he dead no, no. henry silver's the best nice no, so still, still alive and kicking yeah um raise a glass to henry Silva. uh the the missionaries in the chat uh, a few of them agree with me um damon williams your brother says the movie is absurd from top to bottom and sharon eldridge uh, Sharon Eldridge says Forrest Whitaker does not cannot <laughs> sell the absurdity. Like Len said, it's miscast. I think that's the point. Okay. But <laughs> and, and and in regards to Henry Silva, who <laughs> who Farrell Blackwell says was an awesome bad guy. George Kimona asks, did he work with Durville Martin? I don't know if he worked directly with Durville Martin, but you know you can definitely
1: get to you, I, I mean you get look you can get to Ocean's Eleven.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Before this in the 70s, when Henry Silva became the big star on some smaller television shows mm-hmm. and smaller films, mm-hmm. he was a huge character actor. Yeah. Oh in yeah. The 50s and 60s. Yeah. So he was in everything. Yeah. So, yeah, you could get to we could play we could play 2 degrees of Henry Silva and get to like almost every branch.
1: Yeah, yeah, cuz cuz I mean, hell, Ocean's 11 Durvo Martin is is in um guess who's coming to dinner with um Sydney Portier. Sydney Portier is in Portney and Bess with Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, Sammy yeah, Davis yeah, Jr. is in Ocean's 11. With Henry Silva. With with Henry Silva. Yeah. Also, in cannonball run two. Same path through Sammy Davis Jr.
0: Don't do Henry <laughs>
1: for don't do, don't do, don't do Henry Silver. I don't know if I could get to him to mega to mega force though. I don't even I didn't even know Barry Boswick was actually a star. Man. I just knew he was the dude in Megaforce because he had a beard. He looked
0: like one of Bee Gees. Let's let's, let's not go too far with that that star. No, <laughs> he was a name. Barry Boswick was a name. A name. What was
1: Barry Boswick in?
0: You're not gonna trip over him. He was on TV. On
1: like I know he was on TV, but it,
0: well, <laughs> What's his big claim to fame? Wasn't he one of them CBS shows during the '80s? Um, like, yeah. Yeah. No, oh. no, 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 What he what he, he's most famous for two things. He portrayed Brad Majors in the musical comedy horror film that plays. Oh, right. Rocky Midnight. Hard. Rocky Harf. Yeah. And he played Mayor Randall Winston in Spin City. Right. You know what? I never watched Spin City. It was that was it was all right. Yeah. It's funny enough. Um, that that's his real
1: I know he plays Ace Hunter in Megaforce. <laughs> he's the leader of Megaforce, and they have like motorcycles, and then the motorcycles have like streamers come out the back, and then at the end of the movie, like the planes were taking off, and he was and he was left behind, and then Lynn, yes, his motorcycle star flying at the end of the movie. Well, sure it did, and I did. I was a kid. I was like this. This 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 the greatest thing on. Like, I can't wait till Megaforce Two comes out. Like, certainly they're gonna keep this Megaforce thing going. Like, if Star Wars can get can get uh, uh, two sequels, you know, apparently this <laughs> apparently this Revenge of the Jedi is coming out, so I I know it's gonna be a Megaforce Two because this is fantastic right here. I know that motorcycle ain't just start flying. This is the greatest thing ever. Boy, this is why they make movies
0: right here. Megaforce So would you recommend that people Watch Ghost Dog Oh I absolutely would
1: I absolutely would I absolutely would I think um, I think this is a great example Of And this is an overused word Now but, but I think this is a Great example of the kind of quirky movie That came out in the 90s and I think it is a movie, unlike other movies. Like that's the other you thing.
0: Couldn't have said it better.
1: So, man. so yeah, I would absolutely recommend Ghost Dog: Way of the Samurai. Okay. And and you? No. Okay.
0: I don't think there's any reason to. I had not watched this film up until this point, but it had always been a curiosity. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I'm glad that I have scratched that itch. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a thing. People talk about it. Um, but having done so, I will not put anyone else through what I went through. Okay. No, I don't think it's worth seeing. No disrespect to the many of the performers. Well, most, well, a couple of the performers. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm huge fans of the rest of their body of work, mm-hmm. but you can skip over
1: I believe there's a Criterion Collection edition of this film. So, so yeah, so, apparently so, Jim
0: Jarmusch has so, tapes on the Criterion um, Selection Committee.
1: Yes, that's what's happening. And he's, therefore,
0: he's, they threw him the bone. He's,
1: yeah, he's, he's he's blackmailing them.
0: I, I wouldn't move, I wouldn't put it past
1: wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe the print would be. Of course, you probably you because you watch it on their channel. So I guess that's the print. That's that's <laughs> that's the print right there, Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there so- you go. All right, fair enough. All right.
0: All right, all right. Um what? <laughs> Pharaoh Blackwell, I don't know if this is true or not. He says he looked it up. Your beloved Mega Force. Yes. Is the prequel to Tom Hardy's <laughs> Mad Max don't, Fury Hey Road.
1: man, don't do that. Don't be disrespectful to Megaforce. It could, well, first of all, don't be disrespectful Did you Megaforce. see Mad Max Fury Road? Okay, Mad Max Fury Road is amazing. Is amazing. Is amazing. So there's no disrespect. Oh, he trying to be funny. He That's got true. Yeah, he missed a jokey joke man.
0: But there's no disrespect that, that might be connected. That was connected. That makes Megaforce better just tangentially.
1: I hope Barry Boswick uses his considerable, considerable influence <laughs> to revisit Megaforce in the way that that Sylvester Stallone has revisited the character of Rocky in the Rocky mythos.
0: You do realize
1: Megaforce twenty twenty two?
0: Did not realize Barry Boswick was like fifth build on Spin City? <laughs> I don't know how considerable his influence is. Hunter Returns. He can maybe get you a 20% Groupon <laughs> at your local Starbucks. Considerable <laughs> influence of Barry Boswick. <gasps> yeah, just tell him Barry Boswick's on the line. <laughs> Lenny <laughs> was on the motorcycle and the planes were taken
1: off mm-hmm. how will Ace Hunter get on the plane with us Lenny the plane start flying he hit a button and then some wings came down and then the motor, motorcycle start flying He's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life
0: that reminds me of Transformers I forget which stupid one of those stupid movies it was, when Optimus Prime spends his enti- the entire movie turning into a, a big truck. Well, a truck, that's his driving, thing, actually. riding across the, the plains, Yeah. Finds the Dinobots.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And
0: has to get them across the country to fight the Decepticons. So he rides a Dinobot.
1: I mean... If you had an opportunity to ride to a dinosaur, I mean, Yeah, he th- would. And, you know in his defense.
0: That's what you would do. Yeah. Right? 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 That's what I'd do. Yeah. So he spends the whole, the whole movie doing this he's dinosaur. Running, that's also
1: an he's alien jumping,
0: robot. He's, he's riding he's riding dinosaurs and everything like that. But then at the very end of the movie, yeah. they have to get a bomb away and there's nobody can get away. And Optimus Prime now. Now hits a button
1: and now he's got a jetpack.
0: He's got a jetpack.
1: In his defense he was riding a dinobot up until that point which you have to admit is kind of metal.
0: Yeah, but you could have flew.
1: Yeah, but if you You pick- could
0: have flew the whole movie. I know,
1: but if you if you pick between using a jetpack and riding a tyrannosaurus rex, that's also an alien robot. I know what I'd pick.
0: Before we tell you I'm I'm with you. Before <laughs> we tell you what we're going to be watching next week ladies and gentlemen I invite you, hey, have you heard the show machine has a voicemail?
1: <laughs> I mean, that's better than the carrier pigeon that ghost dog had.
0: <laughs> Give us a call. 215-867-9666. Tell Vincent and Len what's on your mind, your thoughts about our 300 episodes. Um, You could give us a shout out. You just show some love. Whatever. We want to hear from you because your message might be played on the show (laughs) as we make our way up to our 300th episode of the Michelle Mission, um, which is you can follow. On all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Micheaux Mission. You can also subscribe on YouTube and on Twitch to Micheaux Mission. Email us at Mission at gmail.com. That's Micheaux Mission, M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N. And two men, one podcast, every black film ever made, MicheauxMission.com, where you can hit swag and check out all of the cool designs and gifts that we have available for you from our good friends at T. Public, including, yes, our six degrees of Derville Martin six collection. Of which has Martin. been selling pretty good. I saw that uh, someone just received their uh swag in the chat.
1: It is a great design. I love that design. Why well, thank you? Yeah, thank
0: you, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. All righty, and don't forget that Michelle is a proud member of the Podglomerate, thepodglomerate.com. They make podcasts. Work next week on the Michelle mission. We have a guest joining us, Vincent. Okay, we have from the Philadelphia Inquirer Elizabeth Wellington will be returning. Hey, Elizabeth, and we will be Elizabeth. She's coming to join us. She's coming to join us. You see what I did there? there. I see what you did. You see what I did there? Exactly what (laughs) you did there. Um, she's coming to join us and she's going to take us above the rim all right from 1994 1994. next week on the road to 300 ladies and gentlemen until then he's vincent i'm len and in parting we say
1: we'll see you when it's time to meet again